Welcome to the Future of Retail podcast. I am your starstruck host, Arif, in the company of the co-founder, the executive chairman, and the chief executive officer of BFL Group, Mr. Tufiq Kredi. One late night, we couldn't sleep, so we went on a shopping spree. We asked our partners and our peers about the future of retail and what it could be. Arif, thank you very much for hosting me, and uh, I'm very happy that we have TikTok today in our offices. So I'm ready for the interview. For Thank sure. you so much for having us and for hosting us, Tufiq. We always feel like you are part of the family when it comes to our platform. You're a very prominent uh, creator on the platform uh, and one of the most uh, active uh, business uh, creators uh, within the MENA region. So it's really our privilege and our pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much. I've seen you on a lot of other podcasts. Um, and we loved all of them, but usually the host does a slightly better job than me in introducing the guest. In my case, I ask my guests to introduce themselves. So I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself TikTok style. If you sign into TikTok today, we give you 80 characters to play with to be able to write your own bio. So how does Tufiq Kredi introduce himself TikTok style? I am to start with a proud TikToker. And uh, I am a self-made entrepreneur, and uh, I'm a fun dad for four beautiful children. Amazing, all within 80 characters. So you passed our first challenge. Thank you. I'm going to put you through another challenge, if that's okay with you. Sure. So we'd love to get to know you even better than we think we know you, because usually when we follow you on TikTok, we feel like we're friends already, even if we haven't met in real life. But uh, we're a bit greedy and we'd love to get to know Tufi uh, a bit more as a person. So if, you, if it's okay with you, we're going to get through a series of 10 questions, rapid fire style, within one minute. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. So on the timer, we have a minute. Let's start. Okay, Tufi, if you had not worked in retail, what profession would you have pursued? Uh, hospitality. What's an industry buzzword you have grown tired of hearing? Uh, Dropshipping. What's one buzzword you're guilty of? It's a statement to encourage people to go and be entrepreneurs rather than employees. If your life had a theme song, which one would it be? My way, Frank Sinatra. Aside from your office, what's your favorite spot at BFL Group? The store. Who in your life smiles more than you do? My son, Karam. If a movie were made about your journey, who would you want to portray you? Uh, Robert De Niro. You stumble upon a time machine. Which year would you first visit? 1974. If you could create a TikTok with any historical figure, who would it be? Uh, Bill Clinton. Can we make a TikTok together by the end of this podcast? Sure. Okay, we made it. Okay. One minute. All right. So, um, why 1974? 1974 because I really want to test the the idea that everybody says that Lebanon before the war was Switzerland of the Middle East and was the Paris of the Middle East. I wanna, it's, it's like a big question mark in my head. I wanna go back and see, is it true what they were saying? Okay. This is why. Okay, interesting. So you, you wouldn't venture into the future, but we can do that together. Today. I would venture into the future, definitely. I venture into the future like uh, 100 years from now. Okay. So usually to feel, we ask our guests if they'd be okay to make a TikTok with us. In your case, I feel it's the other way around. Uh, we're the ones making a TikTok with you. Uh, so tell us a bit more about this marriage made in heaven. How did this relationship start between you and our platform? Actually, it all happened because of an advice of uh, a friend of mine. His name is Mahdi. Uh, he told me, you know, let's go and uh, uh, put you on TikTok. And for me, like TikTok was 
something that my kids do because I see them, you know, dancing and singing on TikTok. Uh, I didn't believe it at the beginning. And then, you know, he said, okay, let's give it a shot. So we went, we made the first video. And the video was very simple. It was just me introducing myself. And suddenly we had 1.4 million views. I can reach the Gen Z's. I can reach everyone. I can explain to them about our business and I can get the message through. And Tufi, when you got 1.4 million views, you did not have 1.4 million followers, right? No, no, it has it, nothing it, it to do. It has nothing to do with the number of followers. The algorithm has nothing to do with followers. The algorithm is very simple or simply is you sharing the interest with other people who are posting on this platform. And whatever is your interest is where the feed is going to take you. I honestly feel like you can do my job better, <laughs> but, but uh, it's 100% based on, uh, on an interest graph versus a social graph. And that's why it doesn't matter the number of followers you have, so long as the content that you are posting is relevant content. But a lot of people have asked us about you specifically, like what is Tufi Kredi doing that is very special? Like, how is it working? Um, and the one word that always comes to mind when we think about you is authenticity. Uh, like you are known for your, your persona, your authentic uh, way of uh, communication and your smile uh, on, a, on our platform. And this is something that works very well because the mission of our, of our platform overall is to inspire creativity and bring joy. Uh, so we relate a lot to, to the positive messages that uh, you always try to bring forth. Tell us a bit more how you see the role of your tone of voice and authenticity in terms of that recipe of success that you've had with us. You know, from, from the start, it was my only condition to the people who were assisting me into this journey of TikTok. Is that, you know, I said, guys, listen, it's either I'm going to portray my personal image, my personal character, or forget about it, I'm not interested. Yeah. And he said, no, 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 go ahead and let's do it. We did it. People really like to see, uh, uh, to connect more with people rather than with brands, to be very frank with you. At the same time, they like people to be natural. And TikTok is the right platform to really showcase this uh, uh, naturalism that is coming from uh, people. Unlike other uh, social media platforms, that is more about showing off uh, a certain reality, which is not a reality. Uh, and it really puts a lot of pressure on other people trying to imitate them or to follow them or to be in the places where they are, which is really uh, has really proven to be extremely destructive. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's basically a place where you're, you're going in with the objective of being entertained. So you know that it's an entertainment platform. And you've embraced this in the communication that you've been doing. But even before our platform, TikTok, like I had a chance to, to visit several of your stores recently. And in every single corner, I see the big smile, right? And yes. I see like smile because you've just paid less. Yes. Uh, smiles are always in fashion. Yes. Um, that smile is very much a part of the brand's for less identity. And it, I feel like it's something that might have started with you like it because it's part of your character has this been intentional no i tell you to be very frank with you uh, uh i smile and tally with the brand yes for sure but it was not why the brand was created for sure okay uh, you know our treasure hunt experience brings dopamine uh, to the brain yeah. and when i say this is this treasure hunt experience uh, gives the satisfaction for the customers that he has really uh, was rewarded by getting a very 
branded product for a very discounted price. And this feeling of victory makes him happy. Mm. And when you are happy, you smile. And that's why everything is about smiles, from shopping bag to even our uh, loyalty program. It's called Smile More program. Smile More. Uh, to the slogan of the company, which is Smile You Just Paid Less. Uh, so everything around the smile. And uh, it makes me also always happy, you know, because I have this beautiful company. And, and when you smile, the person in front of you smiles as yes. well, right? And, and there's actually, like, there's neuroscience behind that because as human beings, we have mirror neurons. So when you are smiling, then by default, I start smiling and the level of dopamine increases and then I start feeling better just because somebody else started smiling. And um, mirror neurons I mean, are also culprits behind contagious yawning, but that's not something we should worry about with, uh, with you, with us uh, in, in this episode. Uh, so we love this identity around uh, smiling. And uh, again, we relate so much to it. We recently ran a study with Ipsos uh, in the UAE, and we found out that uh, TikTok users uh, feel a mood uplift uh, 1.2 times higher than uh, any other platform uh, user. Uh, so it's, uh, it's proven that when you are using our platform, the amount of positive feelings increases. Uh, so this is why I said it's a marriage made in heaven, TikTok, DFL, Tupi, all of us. So, so thanks for that. Um, we've, uh, we're clear about like how you started using Tufi as a brand and you're posting from Tufi Ikredi from, from your personal account when it comes to most of the communication. But in a, in a lot of ways, it has also become the communication of the group and the communication of brands for less specifically. How has this journey been so far like with your marketing team? Like, Have they embraced the fact that you are now the ambassador of, uh, of the platform, that you are the key influencer? Yes, to be very frank with you, this really helped us uh, on all levels. Uh, we have uh, been contacted or being contacted lately by a lot of people who really want to join the company because you know they know the owner of the company, yeah. they follow him on TikTok, on social media. Uh, in addition to that, you know we went I think all the way. We went uh, uh, into putting they they put me on the billboards yeah. on the streets, which was something really uh, daring to a certain level, but really had a very good uh, uh, impact. Uh, uh, on, on the, on I think the, the next customers. thing we want to put you on a TikTok top view, which is the first video that plays when you open TikTok. Thank you. Uh, and a lot Thank of uh, brand ambassadors are being uh, being on those top views, so we'd love to see to fee in a brands for less top view one day. It, it will really be an honor yeah. to be very frank. And uh, you know, it's it's been uh, a it's it's been a very uh, um, helping component, uh, especially in our marketing efforts. Mm. You know, it's an everyday effort to introduce your brand, to get new customers, uh, to increase traffic to the stores. Even me going and doing the uh, TikTok videos in the stores is you find everybody is asking, where are you now? Which store you are, yeah. you know, coming to visit the stores. Maybe they would meet me at the store. And people are expecting discounts now because in a lot of your TikToks, like you're at the cashier and, uh, and you ask people, uh, show me the charge on your phone. And then if they have 50% battery charge, you give them 50% discount. Yes, we, we started so. with the first trend, which was uh, if you show me, you follow me, I give you yeah. uh, yes, yeah. three items for free. And then it was followed with this. And we are preparing now for the future more trends. To so come. you're driving traffic from online to offline? Always. So. Okay, and, and it's not entertainment for the sake of entertainment, but we see you like 
sneaking in a lot of educational messages as well about you know, off-price off retail overall, but also your group specifically. I've personally learned a few things. I learned from you like why sneakers are called sneakers because you can sneak out. Um, I've learned from you how like the back of a polo shirt, why is it longer than the front hem? Uh, because when you tuck it in and you move around, like you don't want it to, to untuck. Um, I've learned from you about not needing to keep my uh, receipt uh, to get an exchange uh, if I sign up on your app, all of these things. So has this been also like, uh, like planned in a way where you want to drive specific messages, but you do them in an entertainment way? You know, the ideas keep on uh, coming. Uh, as long as, you know, the, the whole uh, point behind our post is to be uh, educational, motivational, and fun at the same yeah. time. So within this framework, you know, any video will, will, uh, will be uh, uh, good for us. And has this opened the door to different generations for you? Do you feel like more people know you today from different 100%, age brackets? 100%, 100%. You know, even I have the friends of my uh, children, they come over during the weekend just to meet me, to take photos with me, selfies with me. Okay. And it makes me very happy because even my kids are so proud. Like, you know, our, our, our dad is, you know, famous on TikTok yeah. and... And when your customers see you on store, like what's the reaction usually? Everyone, they want to greet me, they want to talk to me, they want to introduce themselves. It's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So we've, we've had uh, several guests so far on this podcast and we always ask the question about the future of retail. But going back to the point that you've made, like it's always about customer centricity. And uh, it's, it's lovely that you found a way to connect with your customers using our platform. Um, and specifically with generations that are digitally affluent but are also spoiled for choice and yes. that, uh, you know, they, they have high demands uh, and uh, you, you're being able to generate that brand resonance uh, with them so, so that, uh, that you continue connecting uh, with them. But we feel like you've also built uh, a great employer brand using your TikTok communication with some of the TikToks you've shot here around the offices. Has this been true as uh, do, do you relate to that experience it's true because we believe that it's not only working on the product and the price that makes a company successful the most important component of any business is the people mm. and today you know we have we make sure that our people are comfortable they are happy uh, the working conditions are uh, it's a happy place we are trying to create a culture it's, it's really, it's not a company. We were able to really create a culture here. And uh, it's very important because the saving that you will make in the retention of employees is much more what you are going to spend into entertaining the employees. Yeah. So we always try to tell the people what we are doing here. And that's how every time I go and make a video about employment, we have tons and tons of CVs. And can you give some examples for the listeners and viewers who haven't had a chance to see maybe some of your TikToks around yes, the office? Yes, what, what we have created, we have created a place whereby you can, it's, of course, we have the regular offices, uh, but at the same time, people can come here, they can play ping pong, they can uh, play pool. Uh, uh, we even have a very big gym in the back uh, whereby people can come for training. They have the locker room, they have the shower, they can stop during the day, go uh, uh, do their gym activities, take a shower, come back to work, you know, even to a certain level that we have created massage chairs and we have sleeping pods. And I think we are the only people who have created the sleeping pods because we do believe that 
you know, these people are human beings at the end of the day, you know. They need to rest. Sometimes they feel tired. Sometimes they feel, uh, someone feels dizzy. Someone yeah. wants, wants a small nap. Why not? Why should they feel that they are forced to stay for the end, till the end of the day rather than feel, feeling comfortable to go have a nap and come back and maybe overstay in the evening? Amazing. So you've used TikTok, a platform, to communicate about your business. You've created uh, an employer brand through that. You've shared tips, like the tips I was sharing about the polo shirt and all of these different fashion uh, tips. Um, and at the same time, you're creating so much uh, affinity between you and uh, your shoppers. So it's it's only the start, uh, I, I, I assume. And, yes, and, and with that, we got to know much more also about how you see your business. So I've learned a lot about uh, off-price retail from you by watching your TikToks. But the thing that most stuck with me is what you call the treasure hunt. Can yes. you tell us a bit more about this treasure hunt? You know, by default, our nature as human beings, when we came to this planet, we were hunters. We had to hunt for us to eat. So it's part of our DNA being hunters. It's innate. And it's, it's an instinct. It's, it's something yeah. inside. It's instinctive. It's part of your instinct to be a hunter. And at the end of the day, you, you play on this a uh, very important uh, aspect for us as humans and what makes us happy is the feel of victory when you are you have gained or you have won something you know that what makes you really happy i tried it yesterday yeah yeah i tried it yesterday with my mother-in-law uh so so danny salut uh so we went to vfl center and uh, I told her, listen, it's not going to be in out. Like at, at Brands for Less, you can't go in and get out after five minutes. You're going to have to spend some time. True. So we spent a good hour and a half. You had the BFL Cafe. I was surprised you also have tenants that are not part of the BFL group. So there was Costa, there, was, there were different tenants uh, uh, in there. Um, and then you start finding you know, the catches basically, yes. right? So you, I found like a pair of uh, off-white sneakers at an amazing price. But you have to spend some time to find it because, it, and it's, it's, it's natural, like it's, it's a broken series. So you don't have every single size or every single color available, but you will find what you want. It's just that you have to dedicate the time. And it will drag you to look more. Yeah. Like if you go, let's say for fishing and uh, in one hour, you don't catch any fish, you get bored. Yeah. You know? But once, if you are going on a fishing trip and you catch the first fish, yes. you want to catch more Absolutely. and more and more. Absolutely. And you know, you feel lucky that is, today is my lucky day. And that's how it goes. And it's good for the retailer because you increase the dwelling time in, in the store. But it's also good for my mother-in-law because she feels a sense of accomplishment at the end of it. Like, look what I found, you know, like I found and, and the it's catch. Good, and it's good for you because you saved a lot of money. I mean, she, uh, she, she was inviting me, uh, so, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really an immersive experience in a way. And this is perhaps one of the many reasons why off-price retail continues booming uh, versus the rest of the industry. Um, in your experience, like why is off-price retail, obviously BFL is growing, but why is your, your category off-price retail continuing to grow? You know, uh, off-price retail has been there, there forever. As long as, you know, the regular brands are there producing, as long as there is overproduction or underproduction, yeah. as long as there is any cycle, economical cycle change, as long as there is any change in income for yeah. the consumers, there's always going to be extra merchandise to be sold to the end consumer. 
And today, the whole world is looking after sustainability. At a certain time, destruction of goods was the end result when the good or the item does not sell. Yeah. Uh, today, off-price retail goes hand uh, by hand with sustainability because what we do is we create a new life cycle for the product yeah. and we can sell it for a more competitive price whereby even sometimes you create a new customers for the brand yeah. because people who could not afford to try this brand sometimes they go they try it they like it and then they are ready to pay extra for the full price absolutely uh, i was reading uh, mckinsey research recently about off-price uh, retail and um, it was very interesting how they spoke about how your category can be a customer acquisition channel for some of the luxury brands. Yes. Because uh, if someone is buying a luxury brand for the first time, they can start with off-price retail, but then after their experience with that uh, item, they might eventually buy full price. True. So, so that uh, that's a double benefit in a way where you are obviously uh, serving sustainability purposes by giving a new life to that item. And at the same time, a business the advantage by creating a customer acquisition channel for some of the luxury players. How has the experience been with luxury players? Like, has there been reluctance in embracing the model? It's always more difficult in terms of sourcing for the uh, luxury items, okay, rather than the uh, middle uh, middle to upper brands, uh, because you know they are still at a certain mentality of even going for destruction rather than. Uh, going with sustainability. Okay, but but you're doing it today. Like you yes. have luxury for this. Yes, so, yes, so. you can do it. You know, this is an open market. Parallel import is allowed, as long as you know the item is genuine, and yeah. this is the most important authentic item. Yes, more more than all of this. So sustainability is a big reason why why you're growing. Um, you serving as a customer acquisition channel for some of the luxury players could be another reason. But the big one that comes to mind is how your business happens to be very counter-signal, right? So if, if I'm not mistaken, in 2008, when the rest of the industry had a dip, yours was flying. Always. It is a counter-cyclical business for sure. This is uh, 100% uh, has been proven to us during all of these years. I remember the biggest expansion that we had was back in 2009, okay. which was, you know, the whole world was going through a financial crisis. I remember at that time, on the scale of the size of the business at that time, we opened 10 stores in one year, which was like a really big number at that time. And uh, we always see, always when everyone is suffering, it means, let's say, businesses are suffering. We have more availability for better brands. We can negotiate better prices. And at the same time, we can go and get better locations for our customers. So the economic conditions that can be headwinds for other businesses are actually tailwinds to Always, yours. always the case. Okay. And if you think of off-price retail, um, are you comfortable sharing like what percent of it is in offline and what percent is in online today? Yeah, sure, sure. Today, uh, we are very happy that we have uh, reached 12% of our turnover to be online. And is the online component growing faster? It's, of course, it's growing faster because, you know, if you want to yeah. compare it, the it, did, it did not yeah. exist before, yeah. uh, especially after COVID and especially uh, because the uh, uh, Gen Z's are more uh, tech savvy, yeah. uh, they prefer to really shop online. So in general, be, beyond the, the MENA region, um, 
like in, if we take Europe as an example, today the online component is around 40% of, of price retail. And the prediction is that it's going to continue growing by 13 percentage points year on year. Uh, and that overall off-price retail uh, is going to grow five times faster than the full price segment uh, of retail. So you are here to stay and your your category is definitely here to stay. Definitely. And uh, for our listeners and viewers, like I'd love us to dissect a little bit what is the competitive advantage of off-price retail in an offline environment and in an online environment. What are some of the things you are doing specifically to dial up the immersive experience and the offline component of the business? You know, lately we have uh, established uh, one year ago, I think the flagship store in Motor City, whereby we have uh, created a full shopping experience. We already gave also other tenants uh, providing services. Yeah. Uh, and now what we have done is we acquired the land next to it. We're going to increase this area. We're going to create more of amusement, uh, uh, a more F&B uh, experience, you know, surrounding the brands for less, whereby, yes, we are a destination. We are a traffic puller. People come uh, uh, to brands for less, but at the same time, they can do other activities. And we believe this is how the way we can perfect the shopping experience of the brick and mortar. In addition to that, you know, we have to always tally between uh, the brick and mortar and the yeah. uh, online experience by the omni-channel and creating along with the loyalty program that we have, the digital wallet, whereby you, the customers can benefit from both experiences. They can buy from one channel, they can return, refund another channel. Everything goes into your digital wallet. In a smooth uh, way. Yes. It's amazing. I, I recently heard a real estate agent because you mentioned Motor City and they were mentioning BFL as one of the unique selling propositions of a specific area there that you have BFL center in in the in the area, so it's already being referred to. And this is before yeah. And if you if you look into Motor City, for example, you will see uh, we were the first people who really uh, established this business yeah. there in in this part of the Motor City, and now you know it's full of retail. Yeah. So it's so nice that you see that you are contributing to the growth of the economic uh, uh, situation or status of a certain area. Absolutely. And that's the model also in other countries, like in the UK, like Mr. Village, like you make an effort to go to that area. But then once you're there, you have FNB. Uh, it's it's a beautiful area. All the brands are there. So it, it's really like an immersive experience. And I'm aware that like outlet uh, villages or outlet malls are very different than uh, the, the BFL value proposition, but both uh, can be under the umbrella of off-price retail overall. And it feels like when it comes to the offline component of it, the key takeaway is it has to be immersive. You have to increase the dwelling time. Uh, it is a treasure hunt experience by default. And the more you work on that experience, the more people are going to spend time, then the more they're going to buy. True. Obviously. Right? True. Even we have created in Motor City a play area for the kids. For kids. That they can have the FL cafe. Play, yes. And the cafe and et cetera. Can that really be replicated in an online experience, like between us? Like, is it you really try, the same? You try to do your best to replicate the experience of the treasure hunt. Uh, today, uh, our our shoppers they enter the site, uh, looking into putting, let's say, filtering their size. Yeah. And from their size, the filter of their size, they will come all the brands that are available. Or you can even put a brand and the size. Yeah. And you'll have all the available items 
on the platform and accordingly they will choose which is the treasure that is suitable for them right so it's still a, it's still a treasure hunt but uh, a different kind of treasure yes. hunt and uh, the benefit that plays there is that you know the inventory is constantly changing and it's being uh, updated no everywhere the inventory yeah. is always changing yeah, yeah. you know we we deliver 7 days a week to the stores we have new items hitting the online platform every single day amazing Amazing. And how many stores do you have today? If uh, we will finish this year with 104 stores. 104 stores. And which uh, markets? Uh, mainly, of course, UAE, which uh, our headquarters is is here. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have in Oman, in Qatar, in Bahrain, in uh, Kuwait. And uh, the most uh, concentration lately is Saudi Arabia. I think the biggest growth is going to be in Saudi Arabia. As a key market. Yes. Okay. And when it comes to online, uh, how has the experience been in terms of innovation? Like, uh, like you you have your own app. Uh, everything is uh, linked also to your loyalty program. So, what have been some of the challenges that you've experienced today? The customer or the consumer in general, uh, he's extremely pampered in terms of the delivery time. Okay, and the competition is very fierce in terms of the uh, logistics uh, and the processes. What do you commit to in terms of delivery? We we, we commit to next day delivery. Okay. And uh, today the biggest challenge is to have the same day delivery. And, uh, uh, you know, we operate in countries that are, that have different rules, regulations. So what we have established lately or we're trying to establish now is we have just uh, acquired a lab in Saudi Arabia. We're building uh, uh, a big fulfillment center there to be able to give equivalent service to our customers that we are giving here in the United Arab Emirates. And are you open to like new uh, business models when it comes to the online uh, ex- uh, experience? Like, for example, we see that when it comes to off-price retail online specifically, uh, different companies around the world are testing different models. Some of them are flash sales, but on the other hand, there's like subscription-based business models where you get a mystery luxury box and you don't know what you're getting but so long as you're subscribed you're going to receive it on like a monthly basis or a bi-weekly basis so that innovation seems to be happening in that space of the online part or the online channel when it comes to off-price uh, retail uh, to to create that treasure hunt experience in a different way that can be catered to in stores so for sure what are the some usually, of the things you're usually usually when we have uh, a very good deal of a single brand uh, we always go and run uh, flash sales. Okay. And uh, all our members or uh, uh, loyal uh, members of, of our program, uh, they get notified about it. And, you know, the numbers are amazing. And do you have like these magic moments within the year that you care about? Or is it always on? Like, do you have like Black Friday or? Of course, or... you know, you have to follow the trend of the market. And, uh, you know, it coincides, especially in October, coincides with our anniversary every okay. year. And we really throw a very big campaign during this month. Uh, so what are the two biggest moments for you in the year when it comes to, to shopping? Of course, the biggest moment mm. is always Christmas time. Okay. This is the best time of the year, the month of December, because it starts with national holidays here in the United Arab Emirates. In addition to that, you know, you go through the shopping festival and... Uh, the month of December usually is equivalent of two to two point five months of sales. Wow. Okay. So Tufi, you've talked about how you're gonna cross uh, more than hundred stores by the end of this year. So knock wood, uh, your business continues uh, booming. 
but you're also investing not only in stores, but in the backend operation that customers don't necessarily see. So we've heard that you recently had a partnership with IQ Robotics and you've invested in 160 robots. What are you doing with all these robots? No, it's the only way for you to be able to really scale your business is to invest in technology. Okay. And uh, at the end of the day, you have to reach a point whereby from the same facility, you are able to produce 150,000 units per day because we promise our customers new items every day and we promise delivery of these items and we have to stick to our promise. So that's improving the physical availability and the stock that people will see Everything. in stores. And uh, uh, we, we use uh, a lot of AI to really determine what product goes where at what day. Okay. And all of it should end up with more smiles on more people's face. Always. Okay. You've, you've talked as well about reverse logistics uh, in, in, uh, in, in the case of off-price uh, retail. So do you believe that this is part of the future of off-price retail? Is it uh, more about uh, innovations when it comes to supply chain or, or, or what exactly is the future of the sector? Off-price retail is a solution for reverse logistics to start with. Today, uh, companies online and offline, uh, they spend a lot of money on returns. Yeah. And the uh, off-price retailer can be a solution or a direct solution for these retailers or people who are operating on online platforms. That's why we have a lot of contracts with both online companies and a lot of retail companies that we take everything that comes back. Yeah. And Overstock will always be there, right? Like always. Uh, even like people like uh, like don't always think about it, but because of economies of scale, sometimes it's more efficient for a manufacturer to produce a thousand units versus nine hundred. So they will have overstock, and then these items find uh, a life when it comes to off-price retail. Always, and the ever-increasing population all around the world, the ever-introduction of new brands coming and trying and failing and not meeting expectation, there's always a room for off price. I remember when you, I mean, I wasn't there when I say I remember, it's not that I was with you in 1996, but, but you've talked a lot about how when you started your journey in, in, in the late 90s and you visited TJ Maxx uh, and you started your business from the first store in Lebanon, um, you've talked about how you, you depended a lot on shipping from the U.S. Is, is that still the case today or do you ship still, them? Still until today, 60% uh, of our imports are from the States. Okay. Until today. Because this part of the world is very uh, brand conscious about the American brands mainly. Is the, the focus on sustainability, is it a buzzword? Is it something that we would talk about in a, in a podcast? Or do you see it that like no customers are actually starting to care about sustainability? Of course, customers, especially Gen Z, especially our beloved people on TikTok. Yeah. These are the people who are really after sustainability. And today, all the companies, all even the governments are introducing new laws to enhance and encourage sustainability. So the future of retail, the name of our podcast, some of the themes we're covering, we're saying sustainability is a, is a big theme. We're saying immersive experiences in the case of the offline component and these destinations that you are creating for treasure hunting. What else? We've talked about robotics and automation when it comes to uh, supply chain. Um, have you covered everything related to the future of I your industry? I think, I think the Gen Zs, uh, they don't like to overspend money and uh, they believe in smart shopping. Right. And uh, I believe off-price will be there to cater for them. I had a boss who taught me once like a formula 
I don't know if he invented it or if it was real, but it was value equals equity divided by price. And I say this because you're bringing up price, price consciousness. I think like people use the word interchangeably for value and low price, but it doesn't mean the same thing. Like these, these customers you're referring to that are Gen Zers, that are millennials that you find on our platform, they're very value conscious, uh, but they know what they're paying for. So if you give them something very bad quality, but very cheap, it doesn't work. That's not value. That's mm -hmm. not creating value. But the value you get is after a treasure hunt at Brands for Less, when you find that item and it's authentic item because all your products are authentic, it's a brand that you like at a good price, sure. then that's equity by price. So yeah. finally, it made sense to me like a decade after I heard that formula, but now that I'm talking to you, like it makes sense. So the, the value seeking is only going to aggravate or increase in the coming years. That's why all these companies are forecasting your sector to continue booming and booming until 2030 and beyond. I think we are in the right place. Amazing. Okay. So we, we've covered a lot about what you think the future of off-price retail is. Are you okay to play a little game with us? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's, it's data driven, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna read out to you three stats and I'm gonna ask you to treat them the way that people interact with your TikToks. So you're very active on our platform um, and you see that every time you post something, we either heart it or we share it. You see, you get a lot of notifications for shares or that people start commenting on your TikTok. Sure. And that's where most of the interaction happens in our comment section. We call it the digital campfires. So I'm going to ask you to treat every statistic as a TikTok and tell me, do you want to heart it? Do you want to share it? Or do you want to comment on it? Sure. Let's go. Cool. So the first one is about our platform. 71% of TikTok users say that creators' authenticity motivates them to buy from a brand by closing the trust gap. Share it. With whom? I'll share it with my marketing team. Okay. For them to really know how much they should really focus on this tool that we have in our hand. Okay. So I just have to say the source is Ipsos in 2022 study on the new age of influence. So the second statistic, uh, this is not about our platform. This is about uh, off-price retail. Off-price enthusiasts are more interested in premium plus categories, spending 2.4 times more in premium than the average consumer, 2.7 times more in affordable luxury, and 2.9 times more in luxury. This is a study from McKinsey made in Germany in 2022. Share it. Share it again? Yes, share it to our buying team for them to know exactly where to focus. And expand more luxury for of that. Of course. Okay. Do you, have you seen this? Is, does this ring a bell? No. Okay. No, never seen this. Like, have exactly. you seen the, 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 I see, the shoppers I see, shop I more? See, I see. We see uh, how much off price is really growing. We see the future is off price. This is a hundred percent thing. And we can see it, you know, we compare ourselves to the States. Yeah. If you want to see what's going to happen in 10, 15 years here, Look into the States, what's happening on the ground, and you will understand. TJ Maxx and Ross and the off-price retail hmm. is the most increasing in business, and they are opening more and more stores while the regular retail is downsizing. I did know, though, that like Premium Plus and Luxury is so big when it comes to off-price retail. So it's it's not like just fast fashion. It's expensive yes. brands, yes. but yes. Yes. at off-price. Yes. Okay. So the third and final one, uh, remember you can heart, share, or comment. You have shared twice. 
So feel free if you want to comment on the Carlton Horton. TikTok generates twice as much post-purchase content creation. Users are twice more likely to post about a brand that they've purchased from the platform. The source is Material, Global E-Commerce Study in 2022. I like. There's no like. <laughs> you can hide no? it. No? Okay, heart. heart. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Big heart. Big heart from Tufi. Big heart, big heart. Okay. So Tufi, unfortunately, all good things have to come to an end. So we are nearing the end of our podcast today. But I have a couple more questions if you still have a couple of minutes for me. Yeah, please, go ahead. So if you can travel in time to the year 2030, what would be the first question that you would ask your future customer? My future customer? Yes. Show me that you follow me on TikTok. I'll give you three items for free. That's a very good one. Um, on that note, what do you think will be the biggest retail trend and in the year 2030? Really sorry, like things keep getting even more you. awkward. Uh, but this was the Future of Retail podcast with Tufik Kredi, co-founder, executive chairman, and CEO of Brands for Less PFL Group. Thank you so much for having us, Tufik. This was Arif Yahya, Future of Retail podcast. See you on another episode. Thank you. Thank you, Tufik.